0: Boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, the Ringmaster, the nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from the top of my house, above the second floor, under the roof, in the attic, baby. Tommy D, coming at you from the attic every single Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's why I talk so fast, because it's Eastern Time, man. Long Island, New York, representing. So here we go. Every single Friday, I bring together a community of people to listen and learn about another nonprofit organization. You know, I'm passionate about this sector. Nobody gives themselves a name like the nonprofit sector connector, unless that's their deal. And that's what they're about. I'm all about bringing awareness on the sector. I'm about amplifying the message for nonprofit organizations. I tell you this every single week. If it wasn't for the nonprofit sector, the leaders and the teams in this sector Who does this incredible work? I argue maybe it doesn't get done. That's the problem. The nonprofit sector is unrecognized at times. We know overlooked and often as a sector underfunded. My answer to that question or challenge or problem is this philanthropy and focus. It's this program. As I say, we go live every single Friday morning from the top of the house in the attic. Maybe one day I'll leave the attic and do the show somewhere else. But right now, 24 episodes in, we're in the attic. Today is no different than any other week. I have an inspiring, educated future leader, future not leader of the future. That's a funny one, but somebody who sees the future. My friend Beth and I have known each other for a couple of years, um, probably three years, Beth, at this point, I think. And when I say future, I'm thinking because Career Day Inc. is impacting the lives of young people who might not know what their future is all about, might not know what they want to do. So Every week I get a question from one of my kids and they say, who who are we interviewing on the show today? Who's going to be on the show today? So that's fun for me because I get to tell the kids what's going on and they learn about another nonprofit organization. They get a kick out of what I'm doing here. And it's impactful for them. So one, one of my sons asked me this morning, who are you interviewing today on the show, dad? And I said, well, it's my friend, Beth Buckheister. She puts on career days in schools. And he goes, well, what is a career day? And I got the opportunity to explain to, to my son what it's all about and the impact that career day has and is going to continue to make going forward. That's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna discuss that. We're gonna teach you guys what career day is all about. I may go, I may get bold today. I may call people out right here, on the, uh, on the radio show, on the podcast, on the internet and say, you know what, Beth? You know who would be great as a speaker on an upcoming career day? I might just drop a name. and that's Maybe it's a little bold, but I feel like I have that leverage with some of my friends because the work that career day is doing is impacting people. Hello, Long Island Railroad. This is two weeks in a row. It shows up right at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, I'm in the attic because the railroad's right there. I'll be on that train later on today, in fact, Beth Buckheister. So let me do this. Before you even jump in, Beth, let me read a bit of your background and let me get this conversation going. So Beth Buckheister is the executive director, board chair, founder, and ED executive director, as I mentioned, of Career Day Inc., which is a nonprofit organization set up to inspire young adults to reach high, to reach high and to help them find opportunities to believe in the endurance, positive self-esteem that they can achieve through their goals. That's incredible. It's about goal creation. Look, Beth, there's people that don't even know careers exist, right? And then they find out about these careers through Career Day. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I want to give you a little bit more about my friend Beth. She's a certified professional coach who's been advocating for those in need all of her adult life. Her ability to, to identify, prioritize, and plan a positive course of action is a strength she uses as a life coach. Her late husband Ari is the inspiration for the scholarship awarded to the students who are inspired by Career Day. Beth holds a master's degree in audiology from Boston University and is the president and founder of the Knickerbocker Avenue Merchants Association. Beth, first, before you say a word, I have to say two things. Welcome to the show, and welcome to the attic, Beth Buckheister Career Day. <laughs> Did I yell too loud? Are you
1: okay? What's up? Tom, I, uh, I shared with friends, uh, meet me at the attic tomorrow. And a few responses were, what do you mean in the attic? I said, well, anybody who knows Tommy will know what that means. We're in the attic, whether virtually or in reality. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, one, one correction is I was the past president of the Knickerbocker Avenue Merchants Association, and I was part of its creation. So that was a big part when we uh, had our retail business in Brooklyn. Um, The other thing is, is that advocating for people my whole adult life, actually, I realized the other day that it's actually been more than in my adult life. A student that we were interviewing yesterday at Robert Moses Middle School in North Babylon for a a scholarship asked me what I was doing when I was 14. And I realized that I was protesting the Vietnam War and working for presidential campaigns and thinking about uh, a friend who was a, a deaf woman, young woman, and how I could help her. So being involved, being aware of the world around me and and working towards helping people has always been a part of my life. So thanks for bringing that out. And thanks to the student who asked me that question.
0: So I, I have a question about that, but I would now I have an answer to why 15 people were on my front porch trying to get up to my attic this morning, because <laughs> you, you invited them to my attic. My wife's like, who are all these people that are trying? That's a joke. Nobody, please don't show up at my house and try and get up to the attic. There's only room for Tommy D in the attic. <laughs> Half the time I'm making myself laugh. back. Well, that young young man or young woman asked you about, you know, that connection to service. I find that most of my guests on the show who are leaders of nonprofit organizations strike that all of my guests are on the show are are leaders of nonprofit organizations, but I find that most of them have been connected to service forever. Was there, was there something in, in your young days that, you know, um, was it a family thing? What drew you, what, what gave you such an awareness as a young person that that service was important?
1: You know, uh, that's a good question because that was something I had to reflect on yesterday. And when we talk to students about career choices, you know, sometimes your parents are the influence of what you end up doing, and sometimes they're not. And so I, I remind the students that they can see things around them, they can be advised, and then they have to find what's inside of them. So sometimes it's struggles and sometimes it's triumphs, but it's the resiliency of sticking with something, as Ari used to say, do something, do anything, and and just moving with that. So um, I'm sure I had mentors around me in school. My fifth grade teacher was a huge mentor. um, And I think it was just me absorbing everything around me. Our business was in a kind of um, a lower economic neighborhood. And myself and then later on, my daughters got to see how people thrive, even in the face of some financial challenges. And it's knowing that, it's knowing that you can have a happy life uh, surrounded by good people and and doing your best. And that, you know, that led to career day from audiology to working in retail to becoming a life coach. And now as the executive director of career day, the theme has always been helping. And um, even at the store, when I would get young people uh, into some outfits for special occasions and Someone would come in and say, yo, hook me up like you did my friend. Um, you know, that was the greatest feeling. And then I have a little math questions at the register. And, you know, um, it, was always, it was always fun. And, and, um, and now just interviewing the students is a great day. And hearing the impact that speakers had who came to talk with them. A young lady said to me yesterday, um, I always thought I wanted to be a marine biologist. And then I learned about interior design. And, you know, you know, left and right, I said, well, you'll design an aquarium one day, maybe, you know, Um, and, and so that's the thing opening these students eyes to possibilities to understanding what's out there in manufacturing construction understanding how the aeronautics industry is going to be in huge need of, of employees and pilots uh, as people, you know, start to retire and think, and no one's going into those professions. So it's really exciting for me to, to bring all these new ideas and, and see the sparks in young people.
0: Yeah. You know, thank you for all that. and Thank you for really setting a nice foundation for what we're going to talk about. You know, Ari says, do something, do anything. I, I, <laughs> I, we don't need to share a story that you told me one time, but I remember a story. It was like moving around like a, a, um, a tractor or something like that. And it was just like one of these deals. It was like, just frigging get it done. Like we'll figure out a way to get it done. And that I, maybe on another episode of the show, we'll bring that story back. But it, to me, it was like, it, it's inspiring. Like, just, just do something. Just kind of get out of, you know, get out of your way, get uncomfortable, make something happen. Just do, you know, just staying still is not anything. Right. It's you might make a mistake. We're going to trip up. We're going to flub up. It happens. Right. But I, I love what you said too. They each individual must find out what's inside of them. You know, my parents, your parents, people expose us to things, teachers, you know, um, clergy, whatever it is. We may learn about different things, uh, but it's really what's inside of us. And with, with, as you were saying that, and I'm just going to talk about me for a second, because maybe this resonates with people. I used to have this message that would play in my head like I'm a salesman. I'm a salesman. That's what I do. I sell stuff. You know, I'll sell this. I'll I'll always be in sales. I'll always be in business development. And I never really considered myself a quote unquote creative, which is, you know, common nomenclature now, right? I'm a creative. I'm a creative. I was like, that's not what I do. You know, I I don't, I don't don't even know if I ever said, I don't do that. What I did say was I do this thing here called selling. And, um, at, at, you know, in the last handful of years, I'm 43 years old. In the last handful of years, I realized that's nonsense saying I'm a sales guy and like putting myself in this one little box called that's what I do. I'm a sales guy. So my challenge, and excuse me, I didn't even know I was going to bring this up, but prior to COVID, you had asked me to speak a little bit at one of the upcoming career day events. And that career day event didn't happen because it was supposed to happen. If I'm not mistaken in March or early April of 2020, but that's what I was going to talk about. That was going to be the topic. Cause I, I didn't, you know, I wanted to just say, try stuff, like try different things. Like, you, you know, you're going to figure out, I like that, or I really don't like that. Or, you know, because I think people shoot very, very often people stay in a career or a job or a place or a business that maybe they don't love doing. And I'm at a point in my life where I've decided I want to do what I love doing the majority of the time right? But if people don't take chances and learn different things, they're not not going to see these other opportunities. So that's my challenge is try different things. Uh, You said absorb everything around me. Um, It's got to be super inspiring to be just talking to to young people and just get their perspective on things.
1: There's so much to talk about that. um, But, you know, I want to say everyone is in sales, Tom. And what I say to young people is the ability to connect with others will take you far in any career. The ability to to connect, to remember people, and to to use that uh, knowledge of others takes you everywhere. And I say doctors are salesmen. When someone comes home from the doctor and they say, you know, I saw a doctor say I really liked him. Does that make him a good doctor? No, but he connected with you. And, and maybe that does make him a good doctor. But what I'm saying is everyone is in sales in the sense that it's about connections. When we had tenants looking for apartments, it, I always said they were renting me um, because I made them feel comfortable that I would always be there, that w- they would have a safe place, and that if anything went wrong, I would be there to take care of it. And so I think that in any job is the most important thing, being a connector and knowing how to show your best self.
0: I mean, I I'm I'm never at a loss for words, but yeah, you said it all there. I mean, isn't that what it's about? It's about connecting, it's about developing relationships. I'll have to look up the quote. Um yeah, you know, people will only people won't remember what you did for them. They'll remember how you made them feel. Um I think it's a, it's a, it's like a famous quote. Sorry everybody, I know you're probably saying Tommy D, of course that it's a famous I'll find it at the break.
1: Um, you know, Tom, another bubble burster. It's not who you know. Ari used to say, it's not who you know, it's how many people you know, how many people, because we know in our nonprofit world, every time we talk to someone, they tell us about three other people that they want us to meet. And that's the most important thing. And I say the same thing to the students. Sorry to burst that bubble. It's not who you know. It's how many people you know because they know somebody who knows somebody. And again, that's the thing about networking. And, and that's what you are. Remember when you said, What should I talk about? And I said, You're a professional networker. That's what you yeah. talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I look, well, let me put it at, back at you. I'd love to do that speech at some point soon in the future when we get, whether it's in real time, on Zoom, whatever, because I think there is something poignant to say there and talk about relationships and networking and, and building that. So, um, Beth, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Let's, let's see if we can dive into a little bit about what, what Career Day actually looks like. What What's the opportunities that schools may have? Uh, what What's the run of show when you get into a school? And even beforehand, how do we get engaged with schools? Because there's schools that might be listening here. There's educators that may be listening that would want to potentially partner up with Career Day. So is that Great. cool? Then we come back? Yes. All right. Very cool. It's your boy. I'll say it one more time for you. Nonprofit sector connector. Tommy D coming at you from the attic. We'll be back in two minutes. Come back and visit with us. Thank you.
2: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
3: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?
0: right. Cut through the static, man. Join me in the attic, man. Maybe I wrote some new lyrics for you, Brendan. Cut through the static every single Friday morning, 10 a.m. Meet me here in the attic. Don't show up on my porch. That was just a joke. Meet me here virtually in the attic. I mean, someday I'll, I'll do something in the attic. Not this attic. We'll have to get a bigger attic. We'll have a, a philanthropy and focus party in the attic. It was Maya Angelou. I screwed up. I'm sorry. I didn't know. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel special, very special. Think about that. Think about that relationship wise. Shout out to my boy, Steve Fry, who comes on after me. Thank you for the compliment. He says, Tommy, some of the best people sit at the intersection of art. Some of the best salespeople sit at the intersection of art and science. You are plenty creative. Well, thank you. You are plenty creative, my brother. I appreciate you. And um, I always love listening to your show after mine, always Friday right here on talkradio.nyc. So thanks for checking in, Steve. Beth, Beth Buckley here everybody, executive director founder of Career Day Inc. Beth, I want to understand you know I get that that you're connected to helping people and serving people, but what was the thing that you said, oh, that's the that's how that's what I'll create. Uh, why was it a Career Day? Why was that? Like, what was the need? What presented to you then you said, oh, I have an answer for this and I need to create this. That's
1: a tough question, Tom. It, it kind of worked in reverse, so we had this desire to continue Ari's legacy of just doing, do something, do anything. And what I've come to realize recently was that everyone's success was as important as his own. If you saved a dollar, it's like he saved the dollar. Um, and he thought he was going to be a doctor. He ended up being a PhD chemist who ended up owning a retail clothing store and and managing and building real estate. So. I think it was the turns of our careers that made me realize that there's no one path. And it was wanting to continue that legacy and having this money set aside for the scholarship in his name. So it kind of started with how do we make this scholarship valuable to students? And we said, you know what? Let's find a way to honor students who don't take the straight and narrow, who don't just, and I'm not... I'm not belittling uh, valedictorians or, or athletes or musicians, but who aren't the ordinary students who win awards, who aren't the ordinary students who are recognized at school. And as it turns out, when we do our program and we bring in this wide range of professionals in every possible field that we can find, chefs and, and electricians and surgeons and judges and everything in between, teachers, musicians, you know, we try to find, we do our best to find every profession. So then once we've presented this program and we ask students to apply for the scholarship, that's how we find out the impact that we've made. And that's what keeps it going because the students who receive the scholarship are exactly that student. They're the ones who take the effort to let us know how the program impacted them. And they're generally the ones that maybe aren't the most popular or aren't the best student, but understand that this connection, this opportunity to speak one-on-one to, with a professional and have that professional say, listen, let me know as you move through your career in college if you want an internship or if you want a tour of where I work. That's an opportunity that doesn't exist oftentimes, for, especially for these students who who'd use this opportunity to stand out. And again, I say, you know, we know what our parents do. We know what our parents' friends do and our relatives, but that's not everything. And for example, a student whose parents were sure she should go to medical school, sure that she should be a doctor because that's the way to success. And you know what? It turned out, that being a doctor wasn't for her. She ended up being a pharmacology researcher who is now in charge of a marketing division for a major pharmaceutical company with a background in science from my alma mater, Boston University, a young woman who has found a way to success and pride. And now her parents understand that they can be proud of her even when she went her own path. And so that's a very long answer to your
0: question. Yeah, no, but it's an incredible answer because... uh, you know, I, I, we really look I, based on different religions, different philosophies. I'm just going to say this: I think we got one run at this game. And you know, the deal is this: you can't live someone else's life. You have to. Li- you can't live your parents' life. You can't live your, you know, your your 11th grade teacher's life. You know, your, your grandparents. It's got to be your game, man. It's got to be your run. And I'm speaking to my own four kids while I'm having this conversation. You know, I might want certain things. For my kids, but it's not my life to live, man. I'm living my life, so so you have to do what's right for you, you have to take your path. And, um, no, Tom, yeah, I had the
1: pleasure to meet Billy Joel's mother. What and did she you, me, may she rest in peace? And she didn't want him to be a musician,
0: <laughs> but she, she might have wanted him to be Billy Joel, though. I mean, it just you know, <laughs> you know, like if I had a choice of my kid just being like. You know a musician or being Billy Joel, I'd say, yeah, I'd like you to be Billy Joel. That would be pretty good, right? Hey Billy. Um <laughs> be up in your neighborhood later today, actually. Um Billy, if you ever want to come on the show and, and do a song with Tommy D, I'd love to sing it. It'd be great if you sing the theme song with me, Billy Joel. So
1: <laughs> Well don't forget we did a program at Hicksville High School, his alma mater. So you, uh, you
0: know what? You know I was gonna I said we were gonna shout some people out and kind of put them on on uh on the, you know, on the warning list that, that they got to come on and do a career day. What about getting Billy Joel to, to speak at career day, Inc.? Beth? How about be fantastic.
1: that? If that you, be
0: fantastic. If you, if you guys are connected to Billy Joel or any entertainer celebrity that would really impact the lives of these young people, reach out to Beth Buckheister, career day Inc. Um, or reach out to me and I'll make sure you get to connect with, with Beth. But what I'm hearing though, is ripple effect. I talk about it. Aaron Dine and my buddy from last week, I was so touched by the conversation Aaron and I had. I don't know if you guys all have a chance to listen to it, but refer back to that one sandwich at a time. Uh, Incredible, incredible conversation. Uh, I think I cried once on that show. Um, uh, The ripple effect. What is the ripple effect of exposing this young lady who was going to, um, you, you know, said, I wanted to be a Marine biologist but realized she wanted to be an interior designer because she was exposed to it, changing the trajectory of her life. And then I'd argue changing the trajectory of the people's lives. She comes in contact with, you know, and, and again, and ripple and ripple and ripple. So you're changing lives, Beth. I'd love to, if we could talk anecdotally about, you know, another story, give me a story about somebody who maybe came out of their shell, maybe was like, you know, Was exposed to an unusual career and is now just totally digging what what they're involved with. Whether they're in secondary school, focusing on that, and then I have a million more questions. But talk to me about that if there's one story.
1: So a few things come to mind. Our first scholarship recipient, uh, back when we weren't even an organization and we we tried out what a career day program would look like. Young man. Single-parent family. The thousand-dollar scholarship made a great impact to him. Alex Milstein, if you look sitting, and uh, he went to pilot training school in Florida. The thousand dollars really made a difference for him being able to get there. He is now a commercial pilot, a cargo pilot mostly. He lives in the Midwest. Children, family, home—you know—quite successful. Very, very good income. And he came virtually to our career day program this year, but he also flew in for one another time. And so to hear him tell his story, and of course, that's one of the reasons I know about the need for uh, people in the aero, aero, aero industry. That's not the right word.
0: Um, I don't think you said aerospace before. You said a different aero, but-
1: Anyway, Pilots. people to fly planes and work on them. <laughs> um, and so that that's a story. A scholarship applicant this year wrote, I hope that I can come back to a career day inc program in the future and inspire students the way Ari Buckheist inspires.
0: Yes. That's what I'm talking about. You that's I hairs on the back of my neck. I love it. This is what I that's this is stuff I live for. Beth. Ari Ari Ari's legacy lives on, right? And makes an impact on the lives of these people. And
1: You
0: know, you, sorry, Tom. Our lives are changed because of what you're doing, Beth. And it's not, this is not a joke. This is not a, it's not playtime folks. This is people's lives are being changed. So if you're in a career and you think you can impact some young individuals by coming through and one of the career days, Beth, how do they get in touch with you? I know you have a comment, but how do they get in touch with you when they want to speak at an upcoming event?
1: So very easily, I have, I think a simple email, beth at careerdayinc.org. That's easy. The website is careerdayinc.org, INC of course. And um, the story I wanna share with you is about our scholarship winner from last year. We had a very abbreviated program at Hicksville as you as you noted, all virtual, uh, just whoever could come and whichever students could come, we just scrambled it together right as schools closed. It was, the rug couldn't have been pulled out for me any more than that, just two weeks before the program was to run. Just on a side note, fast forward to this year, all virtual program at Hicksville, 1,730 students, 75 speakers. The guidance counselors worked tirelessly to help us get it programmed, and it was a fantastic program.
0: Before the- you tell the story, before you tell the story, 1,700 students were impacted, and 75 adult professional human beings came and spoke, to, and and- r- virtually spoke. To impact these, these kids. And
1: you know what was amazing? At the end of the program, my phone rang off the hook, my texts exploded, emails, with the professionals thanking me. I couldn't believe it. Thanking me for the opportunity to come and speak to the kids that this day meant so much to them. I always think I'm imposing. Do you mind coming? Can you give me a day? And, and yet they all have this empowerment, this joy of telling their story to students and their struggles and their triumphs. And it reconnects them to what they're doing and why they're doing it. And it's fantastic for everybody. So the teachers get academic support in their curriculum. The professionals get not only to feel good about giving back, but to feel good about why they're doing what they're doing. And then the students get to hear from this variety of professionals that they would have never been able to meet and have the ability to keep in touch with them.
0: All right. two, Two quick points. First thing, can you remember that story you were going to tell? It was a story that we were setting up for a whole other story. Hold it because we're going to be back in a minute, but I want to say this. Can you, you're going to have to remember it. And then we're always going to run out of time. It's part of the, it should be the theme song. We will run out of time. with Tommy in the attic because we have too many things we want to talk about. All right. When we come back, I want to talk about that. But I just, what I want to ask you, or I want to challenge you, Beth, is this. I believe that life is about deposits and withdrawals and, You know, you might've felt that asking a a professional to speak at an event would be a withdrawal, but I think the fact that your phone was blowing up and ringing off the hook shows that it was a deposit because of, you know, somebody impacted those people. Somebody said something somewhere in their lives and they want to give back. So if you want to give back, folks, if you have an interesting profession or if maybe it's just an ordinary profession, it doesn't matter. If you can impact young people and, and make them aware of your career, Make sure you hook up with Beth for an upcoming career day, and we'll give you all best contact info when we come back. Tommy D. I'm in the attic. You know that. Beth Buckheister is here, Career Day Inc. We're going to go to a quick two minute break. We'll be back. Come back because we got really cool stuff to talk about. See you in two minutes.
2: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC Uplift, Educate, Empower.
0: Last week, I tried to be, I did a video after the show, Beth, and I was like trying to be like an opera singer singing that song. Look, I love singing. I don't know that I'm very good at it. I mean, it's great because my ears are over here. So by the time it gets to my ears, it sounds pretty good. But then if I I listen to it in the recordings, it doesn't sound as great. Beth Buckheister is with me, your boy with Nonprofit Sector Connector. Tommy D in the attic. Plans of being focused every single week. We shine a light on and amplify the message for nonprofit organizations. And today, it's career day. Inc. I actually didn't mention this yet, but, uh, I was uh, honored maybe six or eight months ago when Beth asked me to join the board of Career day. So I'm, uh, I'm actually a member of Career a, a member of the board of directors for career day Inc. And, um, that's a special feeling when you get to really see what's going on and, and understand what an organization is all about from the inside about this. I think you had one more story. I kind of teased it a little bit. I want to hear that story, but I, I want to also understand if I'm a, if I'm an educator, um, if I'm a principal, if I'm a superintendent, and I want to engage with Career Day, maybe we could talk about the logistics of what Career Day looks like in my school and how I can, you know, I, I know I know this is a small organization, but how how many can you do? I mean, what's your pipeline like? You know, maybe we could talk a little bit about that.
1: You know, um, when I sent the invitation to people uh, in our in my community. To listen in this morning, I wrote listen to the amazing achievements of Career Day, Inc. from this past year. So we actually had the busiest semester ever uh, working with three different schools and you're right, it's a small organization. Certainly the in-person programs take a little bit more work, a little bit more moving around pieces. Mm -hmm. When we're in person, we take over the school for the whole day. We have a breakfast for the speakers. We have a lunch. If the school's not too big, we have a lunch for everybody, including the students. And the students have an opportunity to move classroom to classroom speaking or listening to the speakers in small group settings. I, I love that approach. Pivoting to what needed to be done this year for virtual, like we said before, Hicksville High School, I think it was 1,730 students, 75 presenters, teachers, You know, over 2,000 people participated in the day. We did a program for the eighth graders at Robert Moses Middle School. Great, great staff there, really interested in bringing the program. 35 speakers, all virtual, just eighth graders. We had a number of students apply for the scholarship. I interviewed five yesterday, each one better than the next. We did another program at West Babylon High School, pre-recorded, seven presenters, fielding questions from the students that were placed in advance, and responding to specific students, to specific careers, and then also general questions. My favorite question, how do you keep your work personality separate from your outside of work personality? And our friend, Melissa Greenberger said that she was talking to her daughter one day and her husband said, what are you cross-examining her? Cause she's a lawyer. And-, <laughs> That's a, and That was somebody asked that
0: question? How do you some, keep- A, student, a said, student said- How do you keep your work personality? Let me give you my answer. You don't, it's the same person, man. Exactly, you know, that's the answer to that
3: question.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's what uh, my daughter Carly and my nephew Sam, same thing. Um, You know, you you have to bring your outside of work personality uh, to work. And that's the energy and that's the benefit of it. Um, So we're able to do a variety of different programs from a full-blown day to, you know, a a 90-minute program that is as impactful um, as it can be and all those speakers who came to the pre-recorded program for example put their emails up said to the students keep in touch with me let me know and without even a face to face so each way we fine tune the program for specific schools and the needs of specific schools so we can do a short 90 minute program we can do it pers- in person or virtual so now we have all the tools and i I know it's best when the students can pick their professions, and that's how we started out. That was our strict guidelines, let the students pick who they want to hear from. And then Hicksville and the staff there, and we talked about, you know what, what if we surprise them? What if they end up hearing from someone whose career they didn't know about and wouldn't have chosen? And they go, oh, you know, that's interesting. That sounds, like, you
0: know, oh. Beth, that's like, that sounds like even better because- if you go back to the example of a young lady who wanted to be a marine biologist, she might have been drawn towards things in the sciences or, or, you know, she might not have been like thought to be exposed to to the interior design piece. So so isn't that even a cooler way to do it? Have it kind of a lottery? Because, yes, some of us know early on what it is we want to do or think we know what it is we want to do when we get older and have a career. But I remember being so, so I'm 43. So I went to school in the eighties, nineties. And uh, I remember like somebody came in a speaker one time and they said, based on the way things move and how, how quickly things will change in the future, the people, you young people, you students here will change careers five times over your lifetime. And I was, that, that wasn't a thing that happened, you know, in the generation before, you know, you took a job, you took a career, you know, you thirty years with a company pension. Maybe they send you a watch or something like that. You know, you got your medical benefits, the whole deal, right? Obviously, that's not how the world works anymore. And that the generation, the two generation, three generations after me, it's even way different, right? Like that, you know, folks will, you know, if there's not the right social causes focused on by an organization, they'll leave the organization, go work at another company because that's that's how passionate uh, folks are, but. Um, I, I was taken by that, you know, that you we would change so many times over and have to sort of I guess reinvent. I like that idea though, that it's what if there was a way, and there is a way because you guys are so flexible already, but where well, a couple of things. What if there's a way where um they maybe they're able to pick four, right? Like maybe they're able to see four sessions. I don't know what the numbers are, you could tell me, but what if two of them were chosen for them, right? Or one was just random. One was chosen by their their educator, one of their guidance counselors, somebody who saw something in that student that might be reflected in that program in that career, and then they picked two on their own so yeah i want to I, I want to be a chef um, I, I i'd like to be an accountant maybe you know, and then the guidance counselor says, "No, uh, you know you should be a production assistant in uh, in Hollywood or I, I don't know making up things." But, but that could that be fun? And one more thing I want to say. I'm going on now. I, want to, I, I always let my guests talk, but I'm like, I want to talk today. <laughs> so, Beth, I am incredibly impressed about the flexibility that's happened here. Because, like, we know there's been some silver linings in this cloud called pandemic, in this cloud called COVID-19, coronavirus. Um, but there's been some silver linings. And I think just the ability in the word has been way overused, but we'll say the ability to pivot, the ability to be flexible, the ability to change, adapt, I think is a better word. Um, Maybe just because I haven't heard it as much as I've heard pivot, but I like that word adapt. You've as an organization have been able to incredibly adapt and you may never, maybe you wouldn't have thought of these things all virtual had there not been the need for it. I think all of us are like that. What do you, I, I gave you a lot. So and I know you have.: so you want to I,
1: want to, I want to go back to what you said about the marine biology interest and then learning about interior design. Remember, that was an eighth grader, and what, I hope her takeaway was? I don't know. I like this, and I like that. And let's see what happens. We had another student who was um, going to major, and she wanted to be um, an X-ray technician. And then she spoke to a physician's assistant, and then she heard, you know, from a medical director at a hospital, it's okay. Yeah, she was going to Nassau next year. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Take some courses. See what yep. interests you. Great that you have a goal, and great that you also know that your goals can can go a little bit like this.
0: Nassau College? You mean Nassau Community College? Yes. Yeah. I graduated yeah. from Nassau Community College. Folks, don't underrate community college. Man, get, get out there. You know, don't get yourself under debt. You know, you get an associate's degree and you can figure out what you want to do after that. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, at 18 years old, at 43, I'm figuring out what I want to do. Right. I mean, that's a joke. People say that tongue in cheek, but it's true. So at 18, to go get yourself under that debt when you can, you know, go I don't want to say steal an associate degree, but you can really, you know, it very uh uh budget wise it's very budget friendly to get a community college and you
1: can go anywhere from there the story that you told about when you were in school being told you're going to change careers five times when my daughters were in school they were told there's more than half the careers that are going to be when you're in the workforce don't exist yet yeah so we i thought i grew up in the industrial revolution and then the internet happened and then technology happened so that's how old i am so um so the idea that there are careers that don't exist yet is, is really important. And that's so wild. that's why we talk about keeping your eyes and ears open. When we were on break, I got a text message from one of our friends that said, I met somebody really interesting that you should have come to Career Day. I'm just going to call it out because this is the example. He's a vice president at New York Atlantic and Railway Company. I, I, was,
0: on, I was on that meeting. <laughs> no, I was. I, yeah. met that, I met that gentleman yesterday, actually. And, yeah, somebody, yeah. and somebody said, um, I know who you're talking, I know it's a friend of ours, he's a, a gentleman who you're referring to, who just texted you, because yeah. I was in that meeting, this, this man, because I made a joke with that man, we were actually, we're involved with another nonprofit profit organization who is a second episode of the show, TSI and Transitional Services for New York, and I know who you're talking about who just texted you, so, so we got um, a little break in a second, so let's go ahead, tell me what you want, and then we're going to come back.
1: In the time left, I want to to bring that point forward that you said about schools. You know, Career Day Inc. is only as powerful as the volunteers and the schools that we work with. In addition, of course, to our board and, and volunteer employees, but in order for our impact to be as far-reaching as we would like it to, we need to be able to be in the schools, and that's really you, it, you know, mean. My call you
0: to mean in the today. schools? When you say in the schools, you mean non-virtual? You mean in?
1: I don't mean non-virtual or virtual. I mean connected with schools, bringing our program to schools, whatever way, shape, or form.
0: Good. So listen, folks, that's the need. The need is a connection to schools, okay? Um, We're going to come back in a minute, two minutes, minute and a half, two minutes. We'll be right back here with Beth. Let's talk about that need when we come back. And I want to talk about the future of the organization, really your big vision for what Career Day can be and will be. All right, it's Tommy D. Philanthropy and Focus. See you in two minutes.
2: You're listening to... (laughs)
1: Oc radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc.
2: Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on TalkRadio.nyc.
3: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York. A weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening
2: to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good
1: directions so
0: cut through all the static join tommy in his attic Tommy me in the attic every friday morning we talk about a little bit of time i don't know if command or request i just want you to be here with me so just join us here because it's a good story every week um shout out to paul rubin camp good morning he's checking in on facebook um Camp, good morning. Paul and I are working out the details to have Paul come on the show. But uh, Camp, good morning, morning M O U R N I N G provides bereavement camps for children who have lost a parent. Listen to the statistic, by the way: one in seven Americans lose a parent or sibling by the age of twenty. One in seven—that's an awful lot, man—and it's and it's and it's tragic. <laughs> uh, so, Paul, we work out the details. Paul actually has a pretty cool event that I will be attending. It's a uh, cornhole event—you know, throw the beanbags in the in the hole event—and. Uh, in fact, shout out to my parents because uh, I'm going to be bringing Italian ices from their uh, Italian ice store to uh, to donate to Paul's organization. So, Beth, let's jump right back into it. I just oh one last thing. I'm seeing that Paul's checking in with us on Facebook. So, if you ever want to communicate with me during the show, ask a question to me or my guest. You can always do that right on Facebook during the show, 10 a.m. And that you find that by talking alternative broadcasting on the
1: Facebook. Let me send a message to Paul Uh and just note that my daughters were 14 and 17 when their father died and it was shortly after 9-11 and I was looking for programs for them and the only programs were for children who had lost parents to either cancer or at 9-11 and there was no place for them and I'm really grateful for Camp Morning and and all they do because it is very important, especially for younger uh, children,
0: yeah, yeah, and and Paul just you know Paul saw an opening. He said there was there was no camps serving that this this population of, of young people, and um, can't imagine what it's like to lose a parent as a as a child. It's, it's got to be tragic. So let's um let's go back to Career Day if we can. Um, Beth, you had a quick story you wanted to tell me, and that I really want to talk about how maybe you know my audience, the people I know, can get you more connected to the schools.
1: So um, so to answer that first question. I think it starts with the superintendents and that, okay, that's pretty normal. The superintendent says, I heard about this great program, Career Day, Inc. Let's get it into the school. And for example, the assistant principal at uh, West Babylon was the one who reached out to me or a guidance counselor at North Babylon. So it can be anybody who has the passion for bringing these programs to their students for understanding it's not... You know, I hate to say it, but it's not like, oh yeah, we have career day too. It's not that. Uh, it's not going around the cafeteria and getting a flyer or having a two-minute conversation with somebody who, whatever it is that they do. Um, sorry for State Farm, but I always use that as an example. You know, getting a, a flyer from the State Farm guy. Um, and and the same thing if you had a college fair. You know, if you can have a, a time for, to sit for forty minutes with somebody from a school, you'd get a lot more out of that meeting than walking by their desk and so standing, at, standing
0: at the table and getting the flyer and getting the mouse pad or whatever right that ties right. annotizer with their logo on it this is really you you get access and i've sat in these classrooms and uh you know one of our board members uh dr michael goldberg was uh, i sat in his session a couple of years back and it's just you know it's impressive you get access to folks yet students who will get access to people who have real conversations
1: in the program that we did for West Babylon, Michael Goldberg, uh, who's the director of Long Island Jewish Hospital at Northwell, uh, spoke to the students and he answered a question uh, wrapping up. And I thought, well, that was the best answer I ever heard. And then my, Matt Thompson and, and Melissa, everybody had a, a, a better, an, a, another great answer. But Michael Goldberg said his mentor told him two things when he was hired for his job. You have to do two things. One, do the job. And the second thing is make everything better. Mm. And I thought I'm going to be repeating that for the rest of my life because isn't that, isn't that what it's about? And I isn't think. that what we're talking about? So, yes, Career Day, Inc. programs tell students about careers, but it also tells them about perseverance, about being aware that things can change, about how challenges sometimes become triumphs. So yes, it's a career day program, and I firmly believe, and I'm glad to hear you support that, Tom, is it's much more than that. And so when I get to talk to administrators in schools, principals, assistant principals, guidance, or superintendents, they understand. And, And the accolades and the testimonials that we've had from other schools, particularly Ray Williams, the principal at Hicksville High School, what a fan. I'm a fan of his, he's a fan of ours. And, um, and, you know, so on down the line, if we that's the part- the guidance, that's the partnership, that right? Like, that's the
0: partnership piece here where, you know, you say, you know, schools may have their own version of career day, but you're bringing this self contained, you're bringing in the professionals, it's not falling on the school side to to find the people you're bringing this, this kind of career day in a box to, to the schools. So superintendents, you know. principals,
1: Two other very important points with that, Tom. We do reach out to the community. We reach out to the chamber. We reach out to connections through teachers and other businesses throughout the community to add that into our speakers so that there's connections to work and life in the community and, and PTA parents and all and all that can contribute and what's that to, reaction
0: like is it is it pretty do they get pretty engaged those oh it's sick, great oh it's great yeah yeah it's great exactly. um and,
1: exactly. and you don't know what people do or who people's spouses do or family members I, yeah. the head of the superintendent um dan raymond at west Hempstead. his his brother is a detective so he came in to talk you know
0: and I remember so you you and i have a friend who who uh, we know through business, and and his wife is a doctor, and and she spoke, and you know. Uh,
1: yes, yes. Um,
0: so very special. Again, so that's networking, Beth. What? Yep. What's the, we're we're gonna run out of time, which is kind of the policy here on the show. We run out of time every week. Um, what is? What's the future of this organization? And aside from schools, who do you need to meet? Is it board members? Is it more speakers? Top three on a wish list.
1: So. You know, I forgot what my other second thing was before, but top three on my wish list is connection to schools, schools who want to bring our program throughout Long Island. And you asked before about my vision, New York City, New York State, yep. you know, when we go virtual, we, we go without borders. Pretty easy,
0: man. It's pretty easy. So, I know it from a group we run, this this networking group, this national networking group that we run called TMG yeah. Networking Group. We're everywhere, man, because we can yeah. be well. Yep.
1: And that, that career awareness is, is worldwide, yep. um, that need for career awareness and connections. So I believe firmly in that we're a global community now, and uh, you can work anywhere virtually. Um, so the big ask is connections to schools, connections to professionals, and connections to volunteers who want to work with Career Day to help us Put that program out. As many people on listening in today know, I am not a social media guru, and uh, boy would I love to have some people help out with that. So everything that an organization needs, Career Day needs, and I am reminded to always say Career Day Inc. because we're not uh, just a Career Day; we're an wow. organization.
0: An organization. I love that. That you have some marketing people on the team that want to make sure you spell that out, Career Day Inc. So so schools professionals and volunteers. Here's something I wanna share with you all in uh, who are listening to my show, who may be listening to my show in the future. I've decided today is uh, June 18, 2021. I'm making a commitment that I'm going to do 60 days of service before 1231 of this year. So if you run an organization and I'm gonna get a GoPro cam and I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna do days of service and it's not to show everybody that I'm so great doing days of service. It's 60 days in the next 180 some odd days and it's to inspire people to do work in this sector. And it's in, to inspire people to learn about nonprofits that they may not be aware of. So Beth, you know, aside from being on the board, if, if there was going to be a career day, and I know there will be between now and 1231 of this year, 21. Um, I, if I have to hand out flyers, if you, you need me to whatever, you know, like I want to be there. You know, if I'm checking people in, because I'm I accept, expect we're going to be doing this in real time soon. So that's 60 days of service. Look for more of that. I'll be doing some social media stuff. And look, sometimes people are going to show up and stand next to me at the soup kitchen. And sometimes I'm going to be by myself. And either way, I'm going to dig it. But if you're inspired to do some work with me, just let me know. How do you get in touch with me? Tommy D at philanthropyinfocus.com. Focus is P H O C U S. So philanthropyinfocus.com on Instagram. TommyD.nyc. Next week, I have Genevieve Pitoro from the Pajama Project, who will be joining me here in the attic. Another special conversation. Beth, before before I sign off here, I want to say thank you. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Philanthropy and focus, fun, fantastic, and looking for the future.
0: Right on. And we'll spell all over the PH going forward.
1: Thank you for the support of Career Day, Inc. And um, I'm grateful to all the students, teachers, administrators, and and volunteers who join us. And looking forward to the future.
0: Let's do it. All right, Beth, thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nonprofit Sector Connector is leaving the attic for a little while. I want you to stay tuned, though. Steve Fry will be here always Friday was Steve's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Steve. Then we have Jeremiah Fox coming on the program with the Entrepreneurial Web rounding off our four block of powerful shows is joseph franklin mcelroy wise content creates wealth this is talkradio.nyc i am the nonprofit sector connector make it a great weekend thanks Pat.
2: non-profits need connections to move in good directions so cut
1: through all the static join tommy in his attic
2: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D., the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc.
2: Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content, Bigs Wealth.